Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Jadava Show. This is Jacob Valier speaking. One of the better Victory Mondays in a long time uh, for Commander's Nation out there. Um, That'll be pretty much the only game from yesterday that I talk about because it wasn't just significant to a fan of either of those teams. It was significant to the playoff landscape and how confident we should be in the team that lost to the Washington Commanders yesterday. Um, First of all, I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. I had a great weekend. I went to a Young Life camp in North Carolina called Windy Gap. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. It was fun being with friends. With uh, My wife was there as well, and it was just great having everybody together and uh, having a great time at a very beautiful place. If you've never been to Windy Gap, uh, I would suggest that is a place that you should check out before you die. Um, so I had a great weekend. And uh, the whole weekend, I was sitting there thinking, you know what? The commanders are eliminated. Their season ends on mon- on Sunday. And you know what? They're playing Sam Howell a quarterback that, um, you know, has never played a snap before. He's a fifth-round rookie, even though apparently everybody once at one point thought he was a first-round talent. Uh, He slid in the draft for some reason. Regardless, he was a fifth-rounder. Commanders took him. He sat behind Wentz and Heineke all season, and um, he came out there, and the Cowboys had everything to play for. Now, you know, if you look at the final box scores, the games meant nothing because the Cowboys needed a win and the Eagles to lose to get the NFC East crown and be a top two or three seed. Um, I think they would have been the second. Yeah, they would have been the second seed. The 49ers would have been first. Anyway, um, regardless, Cowboys needed help, but they had something to play for. You know, they, they had to go win. They were going to play their starters. The commanders were missing everybody. They had, their, I think, a couple of their old linemen. There's top two running backs. Um, they're, like, half their defense wasn't even on the field. Jonathan Allen didn't play. Um, I, I didn't recognize them. most of the linebackers or safeties or even some of the defensive ends that were playing. Um, and, of course, their third-string quarterback, and the Cowboys are playing everybody. And the Cowboys entering the game averaged 35 points a game under Dak Prescott this season. And so I thought, well, gosh, we're going to get killed out there. And I'm driving home. I missed the whole first two and a half quarters because I was in the car, so I didn't really see it. Um, but I ended up coming home and catching the final quarter and a half the game, and I was stunned. I mean, they, they scored. They Cowboys' first three drives, I think, there was a muffed punt or, or a mishandled snap by the punter that ended up giving the commanders the ball deep inside the 20, a muffed punt, and then later on, that wasn't their first three drives, but anyway, later on in the first half, Dak Prescott throws a pick six to Kendall Fuller, who takes it to the house, 13-0 at that point. It should have been worse. The, uh, Sam Howell threw a pick in the end zone. Um, they missed two field goals, one of them a cheap shot, or a chip shot, rather, not a cheap shot, a chip shot, and a, a missed extra point. So, Say they score a touchdown instead of throwing an interception in the end zone. That's 14 points they left on the board. It should have been 28-0 before the Cowboys went on their meaningless, almost meaningless drive at the end of the first half, and they didn't score again. This, I mean, first of all, it's awesome to beat the Cowboys. Always fun to beat Dallas. It, It will never not be fun to watch that overrated, just completely dreadful fan base Lose. I mean, they, they just don't know how to handle it, even though they've done a lot of losing over the years since 1995, the last time they made it to an NFC Championship game. 
they've done a lot of losing. They don't know how to handle it. You know, you, you, you ask a commander or you ask a Cowboys fan or you rub it in, you, you beat them, you rub it in and they're like, Oh, we, we've won five Super Bowls. Or, or, uh, you know, Hey, what, how's your team doing? You know, all that stuff. They don't know how to handle losing. I know how to handle losing, you know, <laughs> I've done it a lot. And, and Commanders fans know how to handle it. They just, they lose and they take any victory they can get. The Cowboys lose and they don't know how to handle it. They got to point the finger right back at the person that beat them. I, I don't, I don't do that. I, I don't think I've ever done that. The, the Eagles beat us. All right. They're better than us. You know, or the, the Browns beat us last week. They just, they just had a better day than we did. And we, we stunk it up. The Cowboys fans lose. They don't, they can't just sit there and say, oh, we stunk it up. They sit there and they're like, oh, well, you know, how many Super Bowls has your team won? Or, or what time's your team playing next week? You know, I've already heard that a few times at work today. Um, fun stat, just to, before I go farther, fun stat to, you know, tell you. The Cowboys have made it to the NFC Championship game zero times since 1995. Only two other teams in the NFC can claim that. The Detroit Lions and the Washington Commanders. Oh, Jacob, is that a self-roast? Well, no. Detroit and Washington are bottom-barrel franchises, and their fans know it. Their fans know it, and they don't have any expectations entering the season. They they understand we're not going to be very good, and even if we are kind of good, we're not going anywhere. The Cowboys are pretty average most years, and even the years they're not, they're not great. I, I have never thought the Cowboys are a great team this year. They've run into a lot of easy teams. Um, and so... The fact is, Lions and Commanders fans, they know. They don't have to create false expectations for themselves. The Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl every year, according to them. According to them, every year is, a, is they're going to the Super Bowl, even though they've had nothing but average quarterback play, really, for the last 20 years with uh, Quincy Carter and then Romo, who was an undrafted free agent, and then Dak, who is, let's face it, Dak Prescott, had the second lowest pass rating of his career this season, despite having C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup in the best running game, one of the best running games in the league, and certainly the NFC. Um, really solid O-line, a offensive-minded coach, a lot of easy opponents they've played, yet he led the league in interceptions and had the second lowest pass rating of his career. He's average. It's not hard to just admit that he's average. Yeah, the team literally went 4-1 and one without him earlier this season. They didn't need they, they and they by the way they scored twenty or more points in four of those games. I mean, they, you can win without Dak Prescott. You, uh, without Mahomes, that team's a train wreck. Without Josh Allen, the Bills are a train wreck. Well, without Dak Prescott, the the Cowboys were four and one. Okay, here are the teams that ca- that uh, Dak beat. Okay, that Dak has beaten this season. Uh, a home game against Detroit before they really turned it on, and the Lions were never a playoff team anyway. They crushed the Bears, who have the number one pick in the draft. They lose to Green Bay, who's not going to go to the playoffs. They crush Minnesota, who is 13-4, and four, but ended the season with a negative five-point differential. And they have Kirk Cousins. I mean, Dak, is, Dak and Kirk Cousins, to me, are the same person. It wouldn't have surprised me if the game had gone the complete opposite direction. They're the same quarterback. Um, they beat the Giants. Again, that's Thanksgiving Day. That's at home. It's Daniel Jones, who's not great. Okay. It's against Daniel Jones. I know the Giants are a playoff team, but you beat Daniel Jones. They, uh, the, Dak has owned the Giants in his career. Then you beat the Colts, who have been a disaster. On extra rest, you beat the Colts. 
at home in primetime. Colts have been a disaster under Jeff Saturday. Then you barely beat Houston. Okay, the, the second worst team in the NFL this year, the Texans. You barely beat them. You lose to Jacksonville in a shootout. Okay, and you seal the game with a pick six in overtime. Then you beat Gardner Minshew in a shootout. You had to get into a shootout with Gardner Minshew. And then you go to Tennessee on a Thursday night, and you really struggle for three quarters with Joshua Dobbs, a third stringer who had been on the Titans roster for eight days. You barely, he really struggled with them for three quarters. And then you come out and, and you lose to Washington. By a lot. And Dak had the worst game of his career. 14-37. The Cowboys were 4-18 for 18 on third down. This isn't a commander's story. I get it. It's awesome to beat the Cowboys. I love it, and I'm going to brag about it all offseason, especially to you dreadful Cowboys fans that I know. You're not dreadful people. But when you turn your fandom on, it's it's just, you don't, y'all don't know how to act. Y'all don't know how to deal with losing, which is amazing because that's all you've done for the better part of 30 years, um, especially in the playoffs. It's not about the Commanders. It's all about the Cowboys. They got to go to Tampa next week. Tom Brady seven and zero against uh, the Cowboys in his career. Dak Prescott is zero and three against Tom Brady in his career. Buccaneers played have been playing very well on defense. What do the Cowboys do well? They run the ball well. Great. How many of those teams make it far in the playoffs? Tennessee runs the ball well. They're not a playoff team. Cowboys have a number one receiver. Do they have a number two? Michael Gallup took a huge step back this year. Noah Brown is no one's idea of a number two receiver. Their tight ends are fine. They're not special. Micah Parsons is great, but who else on that defense gives you nightmares? Who on that offensive line is tough to beat off the line? Again, this has been my thing about the Dallas Cowboys. They're on primetime TV every week. So one of their great players... One of their players makes a great play. They're a Hall of Famer to, to Dallas fans. They make a great play. The whole world sees it. Let's say they make three great plays, one on each primetime game. Well, the whole world saw all three of those great plays. I, You know, uh, Sean Lee used to be a guy that was a victim of this. Sean Lee made some plays on primetime TV, and the world pretended like he was one of the best linebackers in the league. Same with Leighton Van Der Esch, made a few big plays as a rookie on national TV, and the whole league acted like, or the whole media acted like he's one of the best linebackers in football. Um, Have we ever even heard of Leighton Van Der Esch since 2018 when he was a rookie? Dak Prescott makes a few nice throws his rookie year on prime time, and the whole world acted like he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. No, Dak's pretty average. (laughs) Dak's, Dak's pretty, I mean, this is the thing. Yes, those players get propped up because they're the Cowboys, because they're the Jerry Jones has made them a media hype train extraordinaire. And by the way, they're always on national television. Of course, their great plays are amplified. But the difference between, like, because Cowboys fans will say, oh, well, you know, how's your team doing? Well, the Lions and the Commanders, they're, yeah, they're always, they know. We know we're bad. Cowboys fans don't know that they're going to lose in the playoffs until they do. Everybody else does. Okay. What I'm saying is, when it comes to Dallas and all the great plays that they make, and with Dak Prescott specifically, Dak is right there with Kirk Cousins. He's right there with Garoppolo and Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill and even guys like Baker Mayfield. And it, 
that sounds outlandish for me to compare them to those guys, right? Everything needs to be perfect. Everything needs to be perfect. The Cowboys in 33 games when Dak Prescott throws the ball 37 or more times is 13 and 20. Patrick Mahomes is nearly undefeated in, in when he throws the ball that many times. Dak's 13 and 20. Dak needs the running game. The running game was dreadful yesterday. They they rushed for, I don't know, seven carries for 19 yards for Tony Pollard, eight carries for 10 yards for Ezekiel Elliott. No running game to speak of. Dak had to throw the ball a lot. Dak had no running game to lean on. Dak threw a lot of really bad throw passes. The defense was, you know, they had their moments yesterday, but against a bad offense, they gave up a couple of long, a nice touchdown drives, a couple of field goal drives, and the commanders controlled the clock. All right? Dak didn't have all the help in the world, and he went out and had the worst game of his career. That happens with Dak. That happens with Kirk Cousins. If Justin Jefferson's gone and Dalvin Cook ain't running the football very well, oh, Kirk Cousins is going to struggle huge. Struggle big time. He He will. Devontae Adams is out. Derek Carr is going to really struggle. Everything needs to be perfect. Derek Henry's not run the football well. Ryan Tannehill is going to look like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, but he's run the football well. When Derek Henry runs well, oh, Ryan Tannehill can look like a pro bowler. He did in 2019, made a pro bowl. Dak Prescott, when the running game's not working and the defense isn't terrorizing the passer, guess what? He, he looks like he did yesterday. Maybe not as bad all the time, but... He's not going to look great because he's an average quarterback. Everything needs to be perfect for him. Everything. And when it's not, he's going to lose. Everything wasn't perfect against Jacksonville. The defense stunk it up against the Jaguars. Dak lost. He was pressing. The defense stunk against Green Bay. Dak lost. Yesterday, running game was awful, non-existent, and the receivers couldn't get open. Dak can't create instant offense. They're playing Tampa Bay this week. We're going to get into it in a second when we do our playoff preview. I couldn't love the Buccaneers more. Really could not. I mean, it, it is shaping up like the Buccaneers are really going to upset the Cowboys in week one. I don't know how the Cowboys are favored. The line started at three and a half Cowboys. Now it's two and a half. The market is clearly backing off the Cowboys. They are. They clearly are. So, anyway, this is my this has been my thought process all season long. The Cowboys have at least one stinker a year, and it seems to derail their season. They had a few of them last year, the Denver game, the Kansas City game, the Arizona game, and then they stunk it up in San Francisco, against San Francisco. Now they're going to Tampa Bay against Tom Brady, the number one guy you never want to bet against. I love the Buccaneers in that spot. So you know what? As we go into that, why not? Why not go into our preview of the season, of of the playoffs, rather? Um... We already Monday night is Tampa Bay Dallas. I'm just gonna go be straightforward. Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Love it. Love it. Buccaneers gonna win the game. Let's go to Saturday. Um, Seahawks at 49ers. I'm gonna pound the 49ers minus ten here. I think that's a blowout waiting to happen. San Francisco's the best team in the NFL. They're going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm just warning you now. The 49ers are heading to the Super Bowl. Um, the Chargers at the Jaguars. I'm gonna take. The Jags plus one. The Chargers got nicked up in a meaningless Week 18 game against the Broncos yesterday. Brandon Staley inexplicably played all of his starters. Um, Joey Bosa got nicked up. Uh, Mike Williams, their best receiver, got nicked up. Their speedster receiver got nicked up. And Justin Herbert took some hits that he didn't need to take. Jaguars, hottest team in the league, one of the hottest teams in the league. 
They're at home. They're playing excellent football right now. That Last week was basically a playoff game. Their second half of the season has been a lot of playoff caliber games, and they've won a ton of them. Love the Jaguars here. Chargers is too inexperienced. Not as they have a deficiency at head coach compared to Jacksonville. Love the Jaguars. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. I'm going to take the Bills minus 10.5. If it's Skylar Thompson against Josh Allen, the Bills are going to crush him. Um, if it's Tua, I, I like the Bills in that spot. Tua just isn't healthy. And Buffalo, listen, they feel like Team of Destiny. I know that's not great analysis. It's kind of just one of them hot take things. They feel like a Team of Destiny. They just really do. And I, I really think that, that that feels like a win for Buffalo, like a big win. And they it's all eyes on Cincinnati and the divisional round. Giants at Vikings. Call me crazy. I like the Giants plus three. The Giants have played everybody close all season, and with this line, you got to take that team that that plays them close. The Giants played the Vikings close just a few weeks ago, and they played the Eagles close yesterday when they had nobody playing. They had nobody playing, and they played the Eagles starters, the best team in the NFL record-wise, very close. Came down to an onside kick. That's a win for the Giants. The Vikings have been a very erratic team all year. When they lose, they lose bad. They play close game after close game. Give me the Giants. I don't know if I like them winning, but I like the three-point spread, certainly. Love it. Finally, Ravens at Bengals. Again, if Lamar Jackson's not playing, and the, lot, stat, uh, the money line indicates that maybe he won't. Cincinnati, minus six and a half. Love it. If it's, if it's Anthony Brown... Or 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 um, Tyler Huntley, the Bengals are going to kill him. That's just the way it is. And they did yesterday. I mean, it's a rematch, literally the same place, same two teams, same quarterbacks probably, back-to-back weeks. Lamar Jackson ain't playing. Hadn't practiced in like a month and a half. He's not playing. Come on. So those are my picks. I think the 49ers and Jaguars win on Saturday, AFC on um, Sunday. I like the Bills and the Bengals. And I might even like the Giants. And on Monday night, of course, I like the Buccaneers. Ex- extended rest. That favors the home team, Tampa Bay, who also lo- didn't lay a complete egg like Dallas did. Um, of course, the Chiefs and the Eagles are off this week. They're the first-round bye teams. So that is it for me. Wonderful victory Monday. Commanders beat the Cowbo- uh, Cowboys. Dan Snyder, and we'll have another episode of this when the moment happens. But Dan Snyder, possibly his final game as an owner, the coward that he is, didn't even show up for the game. Sent his wife, you know, just the biggest coward in the history of professional sports, biggest loser in the history of professional sports, didn't even show up. Didn't even show up to what could have been the last game. Um, the, the fans reportedly sang, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye to Tanya Snyder and towards the owner's box after, at the end of the game. It's uh, it's over. It may finally be over, and we may never have to deal with this again. And so, um, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. All in all, wonderful day for the Washington Commanders organization. They beat the Cowboys. Sam Howell looked really good. Dan Snyder could be on his way out. I I see it as an absolute win. You didn't want to see this team in the playoffs. Come on, but still, what wow, what a what a. What a Sunday afternoon, late afternoon for Washington Commanders fans. So anyway, we'll be back. Uh, those are my picks. We'll be back next week uh, to go over the wild card games. I already made my picks today. Um, 
So we'll be back next week. As far as the Jadava Show goes, I'm your host, Jacob Valier. And, uh, yeah, see you next week. Enjoy the national championship today and the playoff games this weekend. Take care.